Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. Well, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it, even if my clock gets turned forward one hour. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's give God a shout one more time this morning. Oh, come on, give him a hand clap, a little shout. This is just to wake you up, just get you ready. Look at your neighbor and say, something's about to happen. I'm just telling you, I'm on it today. Y'all better be ready. And it only took half a cup of coffee this morning. I'm already on it. So I really am excited just to share this message with you. Because uh, I just believe it's, it's really going to help you. I really think it's, it's going to be one of these messages that you can really just take and sort of Take that tool, put it on your tool belt, and bring it out whenever you need um, to fight and whenever you need a victory in your life. And so today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 18. You can go ahead and turn there if you'd like. We'll have it on the screen for you as well. We're going to be discovering a scripture here that Jesus, this is Jesus talking. He's talking to his disciples. And um, really, I just want you to hear it this morning as if, as if he's talking straight to you. Look at what he says in verse 18. He says, truly I say to you. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let's read that again. Truly I say to you, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Isn't that good? I want to title today's message, You Can Stop It. You Can Stop It. Let's pray. God, here we are, two or more, we're gathered in your name. We welcome you to this place. We believe you, God, when your word says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And as we've lifted you up, as, as we've praised you this morning, we thank you that you're here that we have already entered into the courts of our God. So we come boldly to you today. We ask you to move us. We ask you to shake us. We ask you to do something new in us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us. We ask you to guide us during this, this message. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to speak as I speak. You begin to, to reveal and show these people things that they need to be shown. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. How many of you have ever heard the phrase, when it rains, it pours? When it rains, it pours. How many of you have ever experienced the phrase, when it rains, okay, almost every hand in here, when it rains, it pours. We've all heard, we've all heard this phrase before, and, um, and, and if, if I could just be completely honest with you this morning, it's not really an encouraging phrase, is it? It's like you go to your friend, or you go to your mom or dad, or who are your spouse, and like, you know, man, this, this has happened and this has happened. It just seems like it's going from bad to worse. Like, yeah, you know, when it rains, it pours. Like, yeah, you know, I want to punch you in the face right now because that does nothing for me. I, you know, I, I know there was some sympathy in that, but like really that, cool. So what you're, what you're really saying is if it's bad now, it's just going to get worse, right? It's such a crazy statement, but if we were really honest with ourselves, we believe this statement. Many people believe this statement that when it rains, it pours, that it's just going to go from bad to bad to worse to worse. 
Now, no condemnation, no guilt here. Maybe the reason we believe that is because you just raised your hand. We've, we've all experienced this before. We've all found ourselves in negative cycles where it just seems like one thing goes bad after another. But, you know, there's a lot wrapped up in this statement because it's as if we believe that we can do nothing about it. It's as if, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we believe that, yes, it just goes from bad to worse sometimes, and after eventually we'll get out of it. It's as if we believe that we are powerless to the forces that be, to the way that the world works, that we're powerless to life and life itself. And can I just ask you today, since when, as a believer, did you agree to that? Since when did we as believers agree to the fact that we are powerless against the forces of the enemy, that we're powerless against the way the world works? Can I just tell you, that is a lie. If you believe that, you've believed a lie, and I'm here to expose the enemy today. There is a lie that he wants us to believe, that, and it's this, that when it rains, it pours. It's this, that, oh, we'll eventually get out of this. You can't do anything about it now, but eventually things will turn for your good. It is a lie, and you have been given power from on high to overcome any circumstance and situation that you ever face in your life. Jesus said this, he said, in this life you will have trials, you will have sorrows, you will face some bad things. That is the truth, but we got to keep reading our Bible. We have to keep reading the scripture, because he says, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. You will have trials, you will have sorrows, there will be bad things, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Can I tell you today that the overcomer lives in you? That you have a right to take heart. That yes, you may find yourself in bad situations at times, but you don't have to stay there. You don't have to live there. No, because the overcomer is in you so that you can overcome, so that you can, so you can take heart and you can experience life and life more abundantly the way Jesus wanted you to experience it. You know, I found, me and, me and my wife Natalie, we found ourselves in, in one of these situations where, where it just seemed like it was going from bad to worse. And it just, it was, it was one of those when it rains, it pours. And it all started with this special vehicle that I will not name by name that we had. And um, I loved this car. It was an amazing car. I looked good in it. It rode really smooth. Man, it was awesome. But uh, the devil was in the car, okay? Like, things just started going bad. First thing that happens, one of the sensor, the backup sensors on, on this car goes out. It's $500 to fix one of them. There's four of them. Thank goodness it was only one. So here I am. This, thing, this sensor goes out. What do I do? I shell out the 500 and I fix it. Okay, it's, you know, no big deal. Like, you know, it's, things, things will get better. Things will get better. Things did not get better. Next thing that happens, thank you, West Texas. Guess what happened? Rock flies up, chips my windshield. Doesn't just chip it, cracks it. Guess what? Cannot find a windshield cheaper than $1,000. I'm not telling you what the vehicle is. Stop asking in your head. I wonder what that is. So I shell out the thousand. Like, all right, it's, it's going to get better. It's gonna, every, it's everything, everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Next thing I know, Natalie's in the car, and she backs up into somebody. So when she gets home, I take out the spoon, and I know I'm kidding. I didn't do that to her, but 
if you're going to drive my car. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she wrecks, run, just barely bumps this person, and now it looks like we're going to have to pay them and pay for their car to be fixed. And, 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 and just from bad to worse, from, it just kept getting worse and worse. Finally, to the, to the last straw, we're, we're in the car. We drive to an ice cream social for our church. And, and, and nothing happens bad at an ice cream social, right? You're going to go eat ice cream and talk about Jesus. Like, does it get any better? Come on. And so we're, we go, and, and I get out of the car, and my wife comes around to get our, uh, our, our little boy Jackson. We only had one at the time. He was about a year and a half old. And um, she's about to get him out, and this truck's coming down the road. And, and so she's like, well, I'll close my door and be nice. Well, so she closes the door, lets the truck go by, turns around to open the door. What has happened? She's locked the kid and the keys inside the car. It's like 100 degrees outside. He can't talk, so he's all happy at first, right? Jackson's, he's like, oh, we're like banging on the window, like trying to make him all happy, freaking out on the inside, and like, and so we call the locksmith, and and, um, and he comes, and and now by this time, he's already crying, and, and so he gets his little deal, and he shoves it down on the door, and he's trying to, to open the, the lock, and it won't work. He gets a coat hanger thing and puts it through the window, literally grabs the door handle, and I can see it move. The door will not open. He gets the coat hanger to push the unlock button. It will not open. Time is going by. Natalie's freaking out more and more. We're getting a little scared. It's, the, the car is hot. And so what do we have to do? We have to call the police. The police show up. You know what they have to do? Huh? Exactly. They have to break. Has this happened to y'all before? Um, Everyone, okay, yeah. So they have to bust out the window. They literally bust out the window. I reach in, grab the handle, cannot get into my vehicle. I have to crawl in to the passenger side. And I have skinny jeans on today, but it was a lot higher than that. But I, I had to climb in. I had to climb in, and I was, thank God I was wearing shorts that day. And so I climb in, and I have to literally find the key fob to finally unlock the door. It was like we, we couldn't catch a break. Things just went from, from bad to worse. When it rains, it pours. And, 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 and honestly, me and Natalie, we were young in our faith, and, and here's what we did. We just, we just accepted that this is just how life is sometimes. This is just how it is. We just, we just need to get rid of the vehicle and everything will be fine. And, and we did do that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's just the way that it is. And I remember going to church the next Sunday and our pastor at the time, he, he stood up on the stage and I remember him saying this. He said, some of you have found yourself in a negative cycle. Some of you have found yourself where things just going, are going from bad to worse and you've just accepted it. Have you ever been in a service and the preacher just sounds like he's talking to you? Me and Natalie were doing one of those, like, we don't turn, but we look at the corner of our eye like, is he talking to us? God's talking to us. How did he know? I know how he knew. He was at the ice cream social. That's how he knew. He wasn't hearing God. He's just. He says, some of you found yourself in this negative cycle and you've just accepted it. And And then he said something that really changed my life. It changed the way that I viewed myself, and it changed the way that I view God. It wasn't some profound statement. He simply said, you can stop it. You can stop it. You can stop the attack of the enemy on your life. 
You do not have to sit around and be subject to the powers that be. You do not have to sit around and be subject to to, to whatever the enemy wants to do to you and whatever attack he has for you. You don't have to sit around and just think that when it rains, it pours, and it's just going to go from bad to worse. No, as a believer, you can stop it. And we didn't know much then, but that day we went home and we got, we got together and we prayed and we took authority over our life and we took authority over our possessions and we said, enemy, I bind you in Jesus' name. You no longer have any, any power over me. You cannot attack me anymore. This negative cycle that our life finds ourselves in, God, we break it in Jesus' name and we get over into your life. We get over into your abundance. We get over into your promise and out of our problem in Jesus' name. And can I tell you what happened? The negativity immediately stopped. It immediately stopped. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying simply this. When it rains, it doesn't have to pour in your life. That if you find yourself in negative cycles, and you find yourself where things are just happening, it seems like things just happen to you all the time. Just bad things. You get caught up in drama. Your life is surrounded by drama. Your life is surrounded by these negative things. Can I tell you today that you can stop it? That the spirit of the living God lives in you, and God has given you power to overcome. This is what Jesus was telling us. This is what he was saying to his disciples, and he was wanting us to know. Look at what he said in 18. He said, you can, he said, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Can we just interpret this for a second? Here's what this means. You can bind things and you can loose things. You can bind things and you can loose things. That word bind means to stop or forbid. The word loose means to allow. Means to allow. Did a little research and what's really interesting about this, the expressions bind and loose were common to Jewish legal phraseology, meaning to declare something forbidden or to declare it aloud. In other words, when he was saying this, it was taken as like a legal term. When you bind something or you lose something, you're, you're declaring it forbidden or you're declaring it aloud. In other words, it's a law. It's a rule. This is what he was trying to get across. Like there, there, there is a stake you can put in the ground when it comes to the enemy and say, no, you can't go here. You can't cross this line. I forbid you from attacking this area of my life. I'll give you, I'll give you an example like, like right, uh, of forbidding and loosing. Like right now, I forbid anyone to watch American Idol with me because I've loosed the tears. Like, this is a serious thing. Like, I wait till the boys go to bed, and Natalie goes and gets in the shower, and after everybody's gone, I'm like, time to cry. American Idol. <laughs> it's exactly what happens every year. It's like, it's like I, I, I know it's coming. I mean, it's so bad, I watched the commercial for American Idol and teared up. Like, Jesus, what is the matter with me? And sure enough, American Idol. Anybody around? Nope. I forbid People, I bind people in Jesus' name for seeing me do what I'm about to do as I watch this show. I know that's funny, but what about the serious things? I bind the enemy when I notice that he's attacking my family. 
I bind the enemy when I notice that he's attacking my marriage. I bind the enemy when I notice he's attacking our staff, when I notice he's attacking my friends, when I notice he's attacking people that are close to me. Why do I do that? Because I know the authority that has been given to me by Jesus. He says you can bind and you can loose. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, check this out, heaven is backing what you say. Heaven is backing backing what you lose. There are things made available to us in heaven. But can I tell you today, we have to access them. We have to go and get them. They are made available. It is a reality just as much as the reality of looking, you know, if you look across the auditorium and you see people, that is a reality. This is a reality to you. His promises are real. But there's something that we have to do, and we have to actually access the very things that he's given, to, given us. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute. But we do it by faith. Can I tell you today, hear me. The problem in your life doesn't get to choose if it stays or not. You do. The problems that you face in your life, they don't get to choose if they stay or not. You do. And I want to be clear this morning. I'm not talking about a sin in your life. I'm not talking about something that's going on in you. I'm talking about something happening to you. I just talked to to, to Rick, he's, he's one of our ushers, and he, he helps us out here, the, the speakers, every Sunday. And he just said over the last two weeks, hope you don't mind me sharing this, <laughs> doing it anyway. And um, <laughs> he said over the last two weeks in his business, it just seems like there, there's just been all these mechanical problems help, uh, happening to his equipment. Just one thing after another that's bad, that's just going worse. They just have to keep fixing things. Can I tell you, that's not just life. It is a spiritual attack on his company and on him because he is literally pursuing the things of God and trying to bring people out of darkness into light. And the enemy's trying to put up a fight and he's trying to steal from him. What can Rick do? I'll tell you what Rick can do he can bind the enemy, he can forbid the enemy, he can stop it. I think many times as as believers, the reason that we find ourselves in, in these negative cycles is simply because we don't know any better. We don't know that, that, that we've actually believed a lie. That the lie is that this is just life. I'm revealing a truth to you today. Now, as we go from here, guess what? You will be held responsible for this truth. This will be a truth that you know from now on. And there's no, there's no condemnation in Christ. There's no shame and there's no guilt. But as you go through life and as you see the enemy attacking you, I'm talking about a string of events. I'm talking about, really, like this keeps happening? There should be something on the inside of you that triggers you and that goes off and that says, no, I bind you in Jesus' name. You have no more influence over my life. I bind you enemy and I loose the promises of God over my life. As Rick, if people if things start happening to your possession to your possessions, your cars, your your house, here's what you say, Lord, I'm a tither. And your word says that you'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. Your word says that you will protect my crop. In other words, you'll protect the thing that I own. What am I doing? I'm loosing a reality of heaven, and I'm binding the enemy in his attack on my life.
Hear me today. This is, this is point one. When we accept a reality that is less than heaven on earth, we minimize the power of the finished work of Jesus. When we accept the reality that is less than heaven on earth, we minimize the power of the finished work of Jesus. This is not so much about you. It's actually all about him. And it's all about living in the covenant and living in the power that he's made available to you. Come on, if you want to live in everything that Jesus died for, would you raise your hand this morning? Show God. Saying, God, I want to live in everything that you've given me. Jesus has made this available to you. Now, let me give you some examples this morning. I already already sort of said this one, but if you look at your life and you find that your life is surrounded by drama, baby mama drama, relationship drama, uh, you, you work drama, um, I mean, just all kinds of drama. It's just like have, we all know the people who have drama in their life all the time. If you find your life is surrounded by drama, newsflash, not from God. Newsflash, negativity. Newsflash, you are in a negative cycle. It's time for you to break that flipping thing. Break it. If you find yourself feeding the drama, break yourself. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but (laughs) it just was in my head. and I don't know. All right, moving on. (laughs) Stop feeding it. Stop feeding it. If you find yourself in in a place in life where fear is influencing every decision, Every time you turn around, you're, you're faced with anxiety and worry. See, at times that fear and that anxiety comes from within, and other, at, at other times that, that anxiety and that fear is actually an attack on you. Are you following me this morning? If you find yourself there, a trigger should go off. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. It's time to come against it. If the enemy, if it's bad things are happening to the things that you own, fight. If you find that your kids are sick and they're not sleeping and things just keep going wrong at school and whatever, hello, hello, newsflash, fight. It's time to fight. It's time to get up and it's time to stand your ground and it's time to bind the enemy from his influence on your life. You, you got to understand this. Stop getting caught up in Why? Stop getting caught up in why are all these bad things happening? What did I do? God, God did, I, did, did I make you mad? Did I mess up? Did I open a door to the enemy? You know what? All those things can be true. But you know what also is true? You can actually be going somewhere for God. You can actually be living for God. You can actually be going after, uh, after darkness. And what's darkness going to do? It's going to fight back. Stop worrying so much about why and just fight it. Just fight it. It's the same as if I tell my son, or, or I got told millions of times uh, in sports, move to the next play. Forget about it and go on. You made a bad play. You threw an interception, and I threw a lot of interceptions. You threw an interception, and I would get down, and I would stay in this place, and what, what would my teammates do? What would my coaches do? They'd come, pat me on the butt. Hey, forget it and move on. Forget it and move on. 
Sometimes you just have to forget the why and just move on and keep fighting. Get back on the field and go after it as if nothing happened. Get back on the field as if God is right there with you and he's fighting this battle for you. This is what we do. This is the life we can live. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you can stop it. You can stop it. Now, as we finish today, I just I want to share with you really just how to do this. You know, it's great. He says that we can bind things and we can loose things. And truth be told, those are some weird, it's a weird concept, right? In fact, like you would sort of, some of you may even be a little bit timid to actually pray that out loud. It's like when you're in your house or when you're with your friends, like, I, I, I bind the enemy. I bind the enemy in Jesus' name. And I lose the promises. It's like, what am I, what am I saying? <laughs> Seems really, really weird and spiritual. It is. Ephesians 6, 10 talks about how to do this. It says, a final word. Notice what God tells us to do. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I really think this is the way that we should live. That we should live strong in the Lord that we should live strong in his mighty power, that there should be power that is evident in our life. Here's what I love about God. He never tells you to do something and not give you the equipment to do it. He never calls you to do something and not give you the ability to be that way. When he says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you can actually be strong and in his mighty power. He says put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Notice, the enemy has strategies against you. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm, Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Can I say it this way? Hold up the shield of faith to bind. Hold up the shield of faith to forbid the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Can we just settle point number one right here? There is a spiritual realm. And some of us just need to settle this because, um, you know, like we, we really don't like to talk about it. There actually is a spiritual realm, there are angels. There are demons, there are influences that the enemy has, there are strategies that he has against you. This is not something to scare you, this is just simply to make you aware. And some of us as Christians and just brought up in religion, we, we really don't like this scripture. We love to, to, to read about the, the armor of God, we don't like the verse right before it when it says that there's a spiritual realm. You have to settle in your life, there is more than just what we live right here on this earth. If you don't believe it, you believe a lie. And if you're believing a lie, you cannot live in truth and you cannot fight the way God has called you to fight. 
So there is a spiritual realm. But then notice what he said. How do we stand firm against the strategies of the devil? How do we do that? He says to put on God's armor. He says to put it on. Now, does anybody have God's armor lying around in their closet at their house? Anybody? No? All right, man, I was thinking I could come try it on, see if it fit. All right. Nobody, nobody has the physical armor just laying around. Hence the spiritual realm. You do it by faith. How do you put on God's armor? You do it with your words. See, God, I put on the belt of truth. I'm held up by the truth in his word. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I put on the helmet of salvation, which means that my thoughts are saved. The blood of Jesus covers me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, that I am saved. My whole body is saved. My whole thoughts are saved. My soul and my emotions, they are saved. But then he gets into you know, some of the, the, the things that I like, like 300 style, like battle stuff, like a shield and a sword. That's what I'm talking about. Let's hit some people and stab some people. Here we go, God. Guys, you can relate, right? All right. I love the first couple of things that he names because it's like, this is, this is how we should walk around. This is, in other words, this is who we are. We're righteous. We're in truth. We walk in peace. Oh, but in addition to these, he's given us something to actually fight. What has he given us to fight? How do we stop? How do we forbid? How do we bind the enemy in the fiery arrows of the devil? It says to hold up the shield of faith. You want to know how you attack the enemy. You want to know how you bind him. You want to know how you loose the promises. You do it by faith. You do it by faith. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from your heart. How's faith released? It's released out of your mouth. How did you get saved? He said, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. Did you under, do you understand that everything else in the kingdom works exactly that way? You believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. You believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. You believe it in your heart, and then you speak it in your mouth. God, I believe that I have the power to bind the enemy. And so right now, in Jesus' name, I bind you. You have no power over me. You have no power over my family. I bind sickness in Jesus' name. I bind lack in Jesus' name. I loose the promises of God in my life. God, I thank you for favor. God, I thank you for blessing. I thank you that I'm protected by you. And you begin to speak, and you begin to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. What happens? You start to go to war in this spiritual realm. And can I just say this? It's not a hard war. It is. <laughs> it's not a hard war. You don't even have to say it passionately. Enemy, I bind you. Just know where you're talking from. Just know who's backing your words. Just know what's backing what you say. Heaven, heaven will come to earth. Heaven's backing everything that you say because whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. This is not something that you walk out onto the battlefield and hope that you win at. No, the truth is if you'll just fight, you'll win. If you'll just fight, you'll win. 
I wrote this down. I love this. We affect the spiritual realm with our words and his word. But real power comes when his word becomes our words. If you don't know what to say, just say what he said. In fact, even if you do know what to say, just go ahead and throw what you have to say out and just say what he said. There's promises that are available to you today. Simply want you to know that you can stop it. Simply want you to know who you are as a son, as a daughter. This place of living in power, it is rightfully yours. As a son and a daughter, you have been given authority by Jesus. You've been given authority by the blood of Christ that you can walk in a different way. I hope that you live your life expecting for more. Our lives should actually look different than the unbeliever. There should be a difference. If there was no difference, why would they want what we got? What's he calling us to? Oh, a blessed life. What's he calling us to? A life of power. Simply want to ask you today, what have you agreed to? That is maybe a lie. What have you accepted that isn't a heavenly reality? What have you accepted? God wants to come right now and he wants to break any lie that you're believing. He wants to give you truth. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.